0: hey guys it's me ruth i'm back again as usual isn't that the first thing i always say at every single episode well yeah it's true though it's the truth um so i'm sorry i didn't upload in episode last friday i just i kept putting it off and it's not like I purposely put it off, I just sort of, I don't know, (laughs) I can't explain. Like, I could definitely explain if I tried, but everything just kept getting in the way, and before I knew it, it was already time to go to bed. I felt really bad about that, but you know, I can't do really much of anything. I don't feel like I can control my, my life and what happens in my life, you know. So that's a great feeling. Um, <laughs> so... Okay. Today... I mean, today's not over. It's like 6.47 p.m. here. Um, but... I still feel like it is, because it's dark, and it's sort of gloomy, it's not so gloomy, it was a clear sky today, and that was nice, um, but, today was just, like, one of those days where I was, like, overly depressed, overly, just, like, putting things off, on and off, like, on again, and, um, to the point, where, yeah, no, I was totally just, I don't know the word for it, oh, I forgot it, I didn't do my assignments till, like, a few minutes ago, and, you know, that's not good, I should definitely be getting them done sooner, but, um, It's hard just getting out of bed every day trying to convince yourself that you're happy and everything's okay when nothing's okay. The world's just falling apart. Your world anyway, like your own personal world. It's falling apart and you don't have the right tape. You don't have the flex tape to fix it, you know? I mean, that's funny, but you know. So, yeah, it's been hard going to school, and then again, it hasn't been hard at all because, honestly, school has been a major getaway for me, because my house right now is a war zone, it's it's toxic to be in my house right now, and... I don't want to be in my house. I'd love to run away and go to, I don't know, I'm just trying to, I'm thinking like Williamsburg right now, like I want to go to Williamsburg, but yeah, life goes on, whether you're sad or depressed or not, and sometimes I just wish it wouldn't, sometimes I wish people would stop what they're doing to comfort me or whatnot, and that's just my own selfish needs. So, yeah, I have this sort of habit of when I'm bored in class, which I have been for the last few weeks, and it's not because of the teachers, it's not because I'm bored of what I'm learning. It's because of my own personal issues that I'm going through that I can't, I can't seem to, to focus what truly needs to be, truly needs to be focused on, you know, whatever. So, why weren't my teachers, my one of my teachers anyway, she just came up to me and told me I'm not focusing? And I'm like, honey, honestly, I haven't been focusing since last year when all this Zoom stuff and coronavirus happened. So, you're just seeing the start of all of it, like, and I do care for my grades, I care that. I, I care that, like, if I don't get good grades, I won't go to college and won't get a good degree, a nursing degree. Um, I care about that, and then, honestly, I don't. You know? I'm in-betweening between that. Because oppression does that to you. It literally makes you feel like you're not good for anything. And it's just lies in your ears that... You you train yourself to accept. And it's so weird because you shouldn't accept negative things. You should block it out. You should press the block button on the contact. You know, like I know. But, so when I'm bored like that, I just have a habit of writing things down in my notebook. Just like writing out what I feel I guess it's good. There are no haikus or anything. It's mostly poems and just little words. like I, I look back on last year and I put a lot of things like, wow, that's embarrassing, or oh my gosh, she looked at me and I really was going to die. You know, silly, petty, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, and I did that a lot last year. And I'm probably still going to do it for the rest of my life. You know, these habits aren't the ones that are going to go away um, so it's as the years have gone on I, I used to be like this social butterfly like oh my gosh I'd make friends with everybody when I was younger we used to go to this Christian convention I think and I saw these. some of these girls were like sort of sad some of the girls I saw there I was like what six seven so of course I feel like most of the girls at that age are just like all (laughs) really 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 social um at that age I don't know it could have just been me honestly so there's this girl who had a frown on her face I was like that's not nice I should make her happy so I smiled at her and I waved at her and She smiled, which made me happy because I liked it when people smiled at me. And at that age, people were always commenting about my eye color. And the best comment to this day about my eye color (laughs) was someone asking if they're contacts. No, I don't wear contacts. One of my friends does, but I don't see the use in them. I got good eyes. So i'm just watching this plane cross the sky right now <laughs> wow but anyways great now i forgot what i was talking about it's be oh right it's become so hard for me to socialize through the years because quarantine and being homeschooled you don't see many people you don't go to a Uh, like a school and that's like part of the thing that played a part in the social awkwardness that i feel now and like it's so so hard to socialize and i never realized that till i went to the co-op that i'm going through now that things aren't going to be the same You're not going to be able to come up to somebody and be like, hey, my name is, you know. Um, Like, when you get to that age, it's just going to be so hard. Like, it is for me now. Um, And I really... It's so weird to see extroverted friends like Sarah or Ellie go and just come up to any boy or any girl and talk to them. Just like chill with them or play spike ball with them. (sighs) When I I just feel so insecure about myself. And that's the hardest object for me. (laughs) So, Yeah. So, like, kudos to you guys for being extroverted and so outgoing. But that's not me. It's never gonna be me. And honestly, I guess it's good for me to know that it's not gonna be not. It's not me. And not trying to be extroverted when I'm really not. So yeah, I guess I know where I'm supposed to be. But even in a group of people, no one talks to me. They always talk to their other friends and all that stuff. You know, that's great. It's always fun to be the neglected one. So. And it's not your fault. It's mine, practically, because I don't reach out. I don't socialize. And that's probably why my crush probably doesn't like me, because... A lot of guys say that first moves, if the girl makes the first move, it's like so cute. And then there's other people that are like, let him chase you, sis. And I'm like, but where can I start the chase? Like, I can't even smile at him through my mask. Like, sis, how do I start? and then me being (laughs) crappy like usual I put on the sad tunes and cry myself to sleep at that point (laughs) so no wonder why I'm depressed but it's like I can't even make myself happy if I were to listen to upbeat music it's just a sham like you know (laughs) I can only listen to happy, upbeat music if I'm actually feeling happy. Because if I'm not, I literally skip it. I literally, like, my brain is wired that way. That I just skip happy music when I'm not happy. And I end up listening to crappy, sad music that makes me even shatter. Like Heather by Conan Gray. And Seven by Claudia um, Valentina, I think. Or before you go by Louis Capaldi, or bruises by Louis Capaldi. You know, <sighs> I don't actually have bruises by Louis Capaldi, but I sometimes do listen to it. You know, my friend, who's also my sister, not Mary. I know you guys know Mary, but she's this girl. She's been she's known me since I was like six or whatnot. She's my sister, basically. She's a big Louis Capaldi fan. I don't understand why you guys think he's ugly. I think he has his own charm. And his beautiful songs really does, like, do, oh my gosh, do hype him up, you know? Do you know? Yeah. Well. So, getting back to all that, I wrote on my notebook and I decided to write a poem about the war that goes on in my head. And I also wrote some notes. I, I just also wrote in my, one of my journal entries. Honestly, before you guys hear this, if you guys see me on a regular basis, if you guys go to the co-op I go to, I know you do, Ellie. And you're hearing this. This is not the moment to outcast me or see that I'm different because I go through stuff that just sucks. Um, it's the moment where you actually care about a friend, help a friend in need, and yeah. So please, if you know me personally, don't don't outcast me for this keeping my friend cause you outcasting me will make me feel uh, it just makes me feel all sorts of ways all sorts of ways that I don't like so let's I'm gonna tell you what I wrote here hmm you thought you could contain me for a while keeping my psychotic behaviors at sea but just like any others medicine wore off and I bit you in the back Mentally, physically unaware of anything but it. You can try putting that needle to my skin, but my nails are long. I scratch and draw blood. Keep me under for days when you take over. But I will come back, like the corpse of your love, to haunt. Remind you, you'll never be happy. You'll never be normal. And that's it. I can only write short poems, because if I write them too long, it just gets soapy. And honestly, I feel like people who read poems don't like that. And I feel like probably I wouldn't like that either. I, when I was younger, I did go through a phase where all I wanted to do was was draw and write. But, uh, of course, (laughs) that wouldn't go through, because I was the extroverted little fling that I was. Alright, and here's what I wrote in my, um, my journal. Depression is deadly. It creeps up unknowingly and catches you right when you are happy. It's like the family member you hate the most, staying for the next decade. And some of you probably don't hate your family, but there's some family members that, in my family that sort of piss me off, you know. You know. It's constantly lonely. It takes you as it's entertainment. Entertainer, you know? When you are worn and tired, go on, it'll bog, till you're eventually dead. If I were to show the slightest weakness, people would be scared of me. Depression removes the person you knew and replaces you with a shell, putting out over the word original to fake. I'm replacing it with fake, I should say. <laughs> People ask you if you're okay, but even if you weren't, the answer would still be yes. It takes up so much time trying to hide the truth that one one gets exhausted. Depression is real, don't kid yourself. It affects your brain, it does matter. Please don't sit there suffering when healing is so close. Talk to someone, anyone, and please, if You've gone through tough times and your friend is going through the same. Please help. It really does matter. Like I try to remind myself, you are loved. You do matter. It's not about how you go through depression. It's how you come out of it. Of course, you guys know. You can always text me if you're feeling particularly crappy like me every night. Sometimes I don't answer that quick, but I will always answer. So, please don't, don't let me go. Don't think that I'm okay, cause I'm not. I'm burning from the inside, I'm crying. I'm dying. if you let me go you'd let me fall into the lava and I would turn into ashes turn into dust like what I was it's getting dark out I should probably go inside can you hear the crickets? that's probably yeah you can all probably hear the crickets. I'm outside, obviously. And the moon is coming up. And if you're hearing this right now, you're loved by your family, by your friends, and by me. So you don't have to go through this alone. I'm right by your side. I'm scared of suicide yet I want it so badly I want to die so badly it's overwhelming what I feel and I wish I could just cut it off like the Bible says if your eye if your eye torments you or whatnot cut it off you know pluck it out you know Trauma it affects the way your brain thinks and you become scared of, of things that you were never scared of because of the one incident at my co-op I can't wear dresses anymore I can wear them, of course I can wear them but it's so uncomfortable and I get so scared that people will try to molest me. Or, you know, it's it's weird because I wear ch- dresses to church, and I don't think people at church would try to molest you. I don't, I don't know. That's just the way my brain works because the trauma has affected it, and it just sucks that I can't. That depression keeps haunting me and making me remember that I won't be normal. I'll always be that person that's gone through a lot of you know, stuff that can't be cured. Don't leave me. Please, if you're hearing this, please don't leave me. If you leave me, you probably won't ever find me again. If you leave me, it's like throwing a necklace to the sea. It'll get lost and wash up somewhere where you can't ever find it again. Do I sound desperate right now? I'm sort of am. Yeah. I just took diet pills because I can't stand it. Don't leave me. And that's probably where I'll end, where I will end the podcast. Because I still have a few playing tests to do and some other stuff. And I've actually, like, as I've been talking, I've been watching the moon rise up. It's pretty cool. I wish you guys could see it here. It's coming really fast now. It's so pretty, doesn't have any problems, it just sort of watches all of us do our thing. And it's so weird to think that the moon is hundreds and thousands of miles away or whatever. It's so pretty, doesn't do any harm, doesn't make you feel like you're gonna melt, like the sun does. I'll see you guys later, bye.